and gentlemen, welcome to episode 34 of Ebook SheBook. I'm Mike. And I'm Becca. And this is our bonus episode this week. We already released episode 33 with all things AEW, uh, including the two-part Grand Slam. And this week we are going to get into everything that happened in WWE. We have Raw, SmackDown, Extreme Rules, and then we'll also include this week's Raw for at least some of the things that happen on Extreme Rules, you'll have to catch next week's episode for the things that happen on the SmackDown end of Extreme Rules. Yeah, so a lot of WWE, we had obviously two Raw shows uh, since we've talked to you last, and the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, the follow-up to it, uh, but we want to start off with our new WWE champion, which is Big E. He came out uh, the Monday, the go-home show for Extreme Rules, and we have a New Day reunion. We finally have the boys back together. And it was really beautiful. Like We had, the ch- the crowd was chanting, you deserve it. Xavier Woods is pointing at Big E saying, you know, that's for you, that's for you. Big E starts thanking everybody. He's thanking the New Day. He's thanking the crowd. He's thanking literally every single person saying how he couldn't have done it without everyone. And he especially couldn't have done it without a special friend that's no longer with us. And the entire arena starts cr- starts chanting, Brody. And I'm a mess. I'm crying. I'm going to cry right now thinking about it. Like, it was a beautiful moment. I'm so happy to see the New Day back together. It was very heartwarming for him to bring Brody Lee into this, like, beautiful moment for him. And we got to see the New Day. Yeah, we finally have all of our boys back together. And the bloodline is also here because this is like a super smackdown, right? And we're super gonna raw. Have, super raw. Yeah. yeah we're going to have the Super Smackdown boys come over <laughs> for a Super Raw show. And it's Bloodline versus New Day. Roman's first time on Raw since 2019. And in the words of our WWE champion, it was big, meaty men slapping meat. This was a crazy match. It was it crazy. Was. But we know this because the New Day works amazingly well with the Usos. Yes. And we haven't seen a ton of Roman and Big E work together, but they work really well together. Yeah, they work really well together until Bobby Lashley comes out and just destroys Big E and Kofi. And then, you know, Roman takes advantage of this because he's Roman Reigns and he's smart. He has great uh, ring awareness. And he spears and pins Xavier in this process. And then Bobby spears Roman. And then there's like spears everywhere. It's like yeah, Bobby Spears, Spears e. Roman, Big E gets speared, uh, through a barricade also. We that was I thought everybody got hurt in that process. But then in the end of it, Bobby Lashley is the last one standing in the ring, which does not sit well with Big E. You know, he has to at the end of this, he goes to Adam and Sonia and starts yelling, I want Bobby, I want Roman, make it happen, make it happen, and just walks away. So now we get this lined up match of Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley versus Big E to close Raw. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge match to make just out of the blue, not advertised. And it was so cool because what was advertised was the New Day versus the Bloodline. So we knew going into Raw that we were going to see this awesome tag team match happen. We were going to see Roman on Raw for the first time since we said, uh, I think it was 2019. We got to see that, and it was really cool, but we did not expect to get a triple threat out of this, and it was a great match. Yeah, I mean, WWE is forming this habit of putting on matches 
out of the blue like championship matches, mm-hmm. big main event style matches, and it's a it's great like as fans because we're getting great matches out mm-hmm. of it. It's weird from like an advertising standpoint of it because nobody expected this match to happen. Yeah, but I like that like this happened. They opened the show with the New Day reunion yes. with everything, and then they announce you know throughout the show that probably still in the first hour of the show that this was going to happen as the main event. So they are now promoting it for later in the night. They can still draw people in. It was such a great match. And of course, Roman Reigns wins. So well, of course. Roman Reigns wins for the bloodline by pinning Xavier. And then later he pins Bobby Lashley. But this was just like, Roman was just on Raw for this. So he still has to go against a uh, Finn and Extreme Rules later, and we are still going to see the New Day, I think they go against, um, they don't even go against the Usos at Extreme Rules. No. They have a different match at Extreme Rules, um, but it includes Bobby Lashley, and, you know, Biggie has his own thing going on for Extreme Rules, too. Yeah, Extreme Rules was a weird show. Just straight up and down. Yeah. There was nothing extreme about this show. This was a regular rules show. <laughs> There was one match on the entire card that actually had a stipulation, and it was Roman versus Finn. That was actually an Extreme Rules match. Everything else was just a normal match. And then, you know, not to get ahead of us, but, like, Raw had hardcore matches. Yeah, it was, (laughs) I think... None of it made any sense. I don't know... Even NXT was more violent. For real. And I don't know if they got backlash that quick from Extreme Rules, and that's why the follow-up Raw was so, like, hardcore, or if that was just their plan. But Extreme Rules was, in comparison to what was going on the rest of the week, Grand Slam was a better pay-per-view, and it wasn't even a pay-per-view. No, but it was, like, Extreme... This is the problem with having pay-per-views named after, like, stipulations. Yes. And Extreme Rules is a, a pay-per-view that we can really just do away with or rebrand or something because it's just, it's silly. Especially when you have this pay-per-view called Extreme Rules and none of it was really extreme. I mean, even Roman and Finn, it was a great match, but it was, I wouldn't say it was like this crazy Extreme Rules kind of, it was just where it only had like five matches on the entire card. Yeah, and one of those matches wasn't even announced they opened the show with the New Day versus AJ Styles, Omos, and Bobby Lashley, and that wasn't even an announced match. That was not on our card. It threw us off completely. And then, I mean, it was a great match because there were so many different styles of wrestling in this, and they all worked so well together. But Bobby and AJ had this, like, power struggle. Like, they kept tagging themselves in and, like, going back and forth, back and forth, and then eventually Lashley tags himself in on Big E. Big E moves quickly out of the way. Lashley spears AJ, and Big E pins Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I mean, I love what they're doing with Big E, because they're, and Big E had a great promo after this match, a backstage promo. Bobby Lashley had a great backstage promo. They're going to face each other again on Raw for the WWE Championship, and it's just, there's, like, this intensity. They're giving Big E time, and especially when you give Big E time to talk, he's not just the silly, you know, um, you know, gyrating character, this, you no, know. No, this, this man knows this how to work a mic. Guy. He's really just an intense, passionate promo. Yes. And it sold that match extremely well. Again, we didn't know that this six-man tag was happening. Uh, we'll take it. It was, like I said, it was a good match. But it just... It made me think of 
the draft is coming up. Yes. So the draft is Friday. Friday on SmackDown starts the draft. Monday will be the second part of the draft, however that's going to work. And I hope that they keep the New Day together. But my other hope is that we can separate AJ and Omos. Yeah. Because I think Omos has just, like, world champion written all over him. Just this giant, massive dude. And I think AJ is just better suited in singles competition. Yeah, it actually blows my mind that they're together this long. AJ is not a tag team competitor. He is a singles competitor. So it do- it is confusing that they've been together for this long, but I think it does help bring Omos like to the spotlight. It brought him from just being a bodyguard to being somebody that now we're looking at going, oh shit, he's got it. Well, exactly. That's your perfect, you know, that that worked out perfectly. Yes. Obviously putting AJ and Omos together was to get Omos more of like a, a bump up the yeah. card. And that's working. And AJ, as thin as like the main event scene is mm-hmm. for WWE right now, AJ is a perfect guy that you can just slot into whichever side main event you want. And I hope that it's to the SmackDown side. Yeah. I would like to see Roman versus AJ. and If Roman stays on SmackDown. I'm assuming that that's going to be like how that works. I feel like the champions have to stay, right? I would assume. I know that they, they've hinted a lot that like they can break up tag teams. They mentioned it um, while the Street Profits were out. That like, oh, they might break up the Street Profits. Yeah, well, they anything's possible. They already did this with the New Day. Exactly. So they like, pulled Big E out of that and put him on a different show before. So like this is definitely a possibility and it's something that I am worried about with the Street Profits, but I don't I don't know. I hope they don't. Yeah, I mean, I, it's they're going to break up some tag team. Yeah. Cuz they love those moments of like the guys don't know and then like it's like it's announced and then you it's get the, be the real Pro. reaction. It, but who cares, even if it is? Yeah, right? well, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a tag team that people don't care about because people are still angry about the fact that they broke up the New Day. But we can get right into where Big E versus Bobby Lashley open Raw this week. Yeah, because, I mean, Big E is just working, man. He's This guy is working hard. So Lashley, good. too. They have this match to open up Raw, and it ends up just in this big mess because all of a sudden... The Hurt Business is back together. So weird. Like, in, her, like, matching shirts. Like, they are back together. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander come out and, like, kind of just confuse Big E. They didn't Yeah, nobody even them. saw them coming out until Big E was at their feet. And then he looked up like, what the hell? And then Bobby gets the spear on Lashley. And he pin. Or, I'm sorry, Bobby gets the spear on Big E. And he pins Big E. And then the New Day comes out, and they start fighting with the Hurt Business. That ends up in the ring somehow, and the match ends up as, like, a no contest because all these people are now fighting in the ring. Kind of weird because it cost Bobby the match. It looked like Bobby was going to win. Yeah. Uh, But then Adam Pearce comes out very loud, very yelly. Yeah, I don't think I like Adam Pearce. It was, like, (laughs) That's where I'm at with Adam Pearce, and this just kind of kept adding to that. Yeah, it was, like, it was, he came out just yelling like a parent. Yeah. And he's like, it's not going to end this way. We're going to have Bobby Lashley and Big E in a steel cage match later on in the night. Which is like very, why wasn't their match at Extreme Rules in a steel cage match? They did this completely backwards. Backwards. That six-man tag would have been perfect for Raw. Yeah. That steel cage match would have been perfect for Extreme Rules. They just kind of reversed it. Yeah, it was very Um, strange. But that's the thing, it's like, 
Raw ended up with more stipulations in yeah. matches than Extreme Rules did because we had a Extreme Rules match earlier in the night um, than the main event with Damian Priest and Sheamus. We're not going to talk much about that. It was a great match. It was a real Extreme Rules match. But Bobby and Big E in this steel cage, another fantastic match between the two. We did still get interference. The Hurt Business tried to get into the cage. And New Day comes down. Before the bell even rings, Bobby Lashley just started to beat the shit out of Big E before he could even get into the cage. Like He wanted that advantage over him. And then eventually they got into the cage and the match starts. And then every, it was it was a brawl between two men and then their, their guys came down to help them as well. Yeah, and Kofi ends up climbing the cage and doing a full-blown trust fall Kofi. onto the Shelton and Cedric. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Big E is going to get another victory here. Yeah. A he clean win over Bobby Lashley. Bobby. And it was a big concern of mine when they announced this match. Like, oh, shit, they're going to they're gonna just switch it on to Bobby somehow. I was worried. But no, Big E wins this match, and he remains the WWE, Championship, the WWE Champion as of today, as of this recording. And his next opponent might be Drew McIntyre. So dumb. It was so, it was weird because, so the whole thing with Drew McIntyre was he lost to Bobby Clean too many times. Yes, and, and now told he's him, not allowed to go against him anymore. Yeah, Drew McIntyre can no longer face Bobby Lashley for the championship, so now Bobby Lashley, I guess we're moving out of the title picture, put his ass on SmackDown. That's another great opponent for Roman. But Drew McIntyre comes out after this steel cage match and just holds up the sword, and then that's, that's Raw. Yeah, so this is funny because we have... Bobby Lashley could easily get thrown into that line if he gets put on SmackDown. He could easily go right towards Roman. They have this little bit of history now from Extreme Rules, they or even the Raw before, like how they had that triple threat. They have that little bit of history. But we really thought that it was going to be Drew getting drafted and going against Roman. We don't know. Drew could still be drafted. This could still be just nothingness. Raw has a tendency of doing that, just putting things up and then we don't hear about it again for months or ever. So who really knows where this is going? But Roman's going to need another opponent because even we had him show up on Raw this week. But then on SmackDown, he randomly went against Montez Ford. Yeah, that was a, a weird... Uh, apparently Dawkins was at a wedding. Yeah, a couple of them were. I did see that on social media. And Montez, I guess, pisses off Roman. And we end up with a Roman versus Montez Ford match, which was fine. Montez is great. Yeah. Very athletic. It worked well. And, I mean, the whole point of this match was that out of the blue, mm-hmm. Demon Finn Balor's here. Demon Finn Balor is here. <laughs> and just attacks Roman Reigns. It was great. We were there. Roman got the clean so win cool. on Montez. And then, yeah, the show ends with just Finn beating up Roman. Now, this lines up Roman and Finn for Extreme Rules, and we do get the demon every time. It's The demon Finn Balor has come out with this red light. I was really hoping for no red light at Extreme Rules. We, it, This lineup has been just in the making for a while. I know that we still have to see Finn versus Cena at some point or another, but it's been since Cena came back that we've had this Roman and Finn feud. So I am happy that we finally got to see it. This was the only Extreme Rules match on the card. And we start this little feud with another backstage segment with Paul Heyman. 
and Kayla sneaking up behind him, putting the mic up to his phone because he's just on the phone talking to somebody. And then she's like, who's that? Who's that? And he, you know, Paul Heyman's such an asshole to Kayla. He goes off about how it could be another journalist. It could be Brock Lesnar. And, you know, the draft is coming up and he needs to cover all bases for the tribal chief. And the Usos come up and they're all, we won, we won, we won. And cheering. And Paul says that he has to go because of the bloodline and he follows the Usos out. And at this point, I still think that we are going to get a Brock Lesnar appearance at Extreme Rules. And we know we're getting Roman versus Brock at Crown Jewel. Mm -hmm. That's been announced. We are definitely doing that match there. I don't know when they're going to set that up. It kind of already is set up. They don't even need to have any kind of interaction. The match sells itself. Exactly. They have have those names that, like, you can kind of just, even if this was just thrown together, it would already work. And the the little bit that they do have of the last, like, two or three weeks of Brock showing up and everything, like, that's enough to start that that match for Crown Jewel. And, yeah, so we have Finn and Roman. Finn has to take out the Usos. He puts them through tables. Roman spears Finn through the barricade. Everyone just puts on a great show, a great match. Finn's going up. He's going to win the match with the coup de gras after, like, he died. Well, because everybody was down. This was the only thing I did like about the red lighting. And I know it's gotten some bad feedback, but I did like this. Everybody is down on the ground. Mm -hmm. And then the red lights come on and we get, like, the heartbeat. Yes, of Finn's music. And, like, Finn pulses like a fish out of water. And Mm -hmm. then heartbeat, Finn pulses like a fish out of water. And then he's just up. And he's awake and he's just ready to go. He starts beating up Roman again, gets him into the ring. We're going to get the coup de grace. We're going to get Demon Finn Bauer as the WWE champion. Except the top rope breaks. And Finn Bauer's knee is not great. And then Roman spears him and wins. I'm furious. So chalk this up as another great match with just a brutal ending. It was like... How? It was so clever. It was such a clever idea. And the whole, like, I liked the heartbeat thing. The rese- like, I loved the resurrection. I think it perfect, looked so cool. It was the perfect time and the perfect moment to just put the title on Finn. I it would have been perfectly fine. Everybody wanted it. Everybody expected it at that point. It's a perfect workaround of, like... Okay, Roman lost, but, like, he lost to, like, a higher being, basically. Yeah, he lost to a demon, and instead we have the demon lose because of a rope break? The rope breaks. Are you kidding me? How do you have such a great match and such a terrible ending? That's the only thing that the WWE is super good at. It's just, it's so weird, because why can't we just have these nice things? We can't even have this nice match with, like, a nice ending. And, and it was booked that way. I know. It was, this it, was this somebody's was not, idea. Yeah, this was not a accidental malfunction. It was booked that way. It was done on purpose. My favorite thing coming out of it are the memes saying that John Cena is the person that, that cut the top rope. And, that, and that's, you know, that's why we didn't see him. Like, hilarious. But ruined a really good match. Ruined a really, really good match. Yeah, I mean, like, what even is... Finn Balor weighs 19 pounds. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me that Sheamus, who climbed that top rope numerous times yeah. on Extreme Rules in his triple threat match, didn't break that top rope. Mm-hmm. But Finn Balor's tiny body yep. <laughs> somehow f- was too much for that rope. And 
Roman gets the win. And I liked what Roman did because he looked up towards the sky. Like God was looking out for him against the demon. Yes. Like God decided that the tribal chief was not going to lose this way. And if that's the route they want to go, cool. But I hated this ending. Hated it. Like, it, the ending of matches is not the ending of, like... I don't think it's the ending of this feud. No, and I hope it's not, because this was a great match between the two of them. Yeah, that's... So, God, it's just... It's so frustrating, because it's always a matter of... And we can look back on this. This has happened a million times, where it's like, you hate the ending, but, like, maybe it works into something good. Right? No. <laughs> Probably not in no, this scenario. No, not in this case. Because no. it's just because we know Roman's moving on to Brock, and maybe he'll wrap back around to Finn. Yeah, but like, what's going to happen with Finn now? Are we just going to bury him? Like, you just ruined the demon. Well, the so this is, this exactly is the first what time I was scared was going to happen. First time Finn has lost as the demon on the main roster. He did yeah. lose as the demon in NXT to Samoa Joe. Loses on the main roster to another Samoan Joe. Apparently, yeah, so weird. Demon Finn cannot beat Samoan Josephs. That's so funny. And I didn't even think about that. It was, again, a great match. Finn is not dead from this. No. Because, I mean, he lost because of a fucking ring malfunction. I'm so, I'm so mad, and it is a couple of days later, and I'm still just as angry as I was when it happened. But I want to make this comparison, because... Seth Rollins was on the Broken Skull sessions with yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And at one point, uh, Stone Cold wants to talk about that match. It was The Fiend versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell that ended up in like a disqualification, one mm -hmm. of the worst finishes in the history of professional wrestling, just straight up. It was yes. absolute garbage, and Seth hated it. And it was one of those situations where WWE booked themselves into a corner mm -hmm. where you can't have The Fiend lose, you can't have Seth Rollins lose, so you have this schmozzy finish mm -hmm. right you had the same exact problem here yeah but they you could want... have had roman lose absolutely could have they could they have. they thought that they can't have roman lose so they silly. can't have finn lose at least not clean so let's do this dumb finish and it's just don't book the match if you can't get both guys over yeah like it, it... and we've said this before with losing a match, Roman would not have lost anything by losing this match. Of course not. He would have lost to a demon person. Yes. Who resuscitated himself. Yes. And it would have been just, we could have just immediately moved over to Roman and Brock. Yes. Or, here's an idea, have Brock Lesnar come out at Extreme Rules That's and what cost Roman I the title. thought was going to happen. I thought that at some point along the line. We got no Brock Lesnar on Extreme Rules. Yes. I thought Brock was going to come out and he was going to do something that either caused a distraction or a disqualification or what. Or have Finn win because of Brock interrupting. And that is not what happened here. We did not get Brock at all. We had a ring malfunction and Roman Reigns retains. And I hate it. I hated everything about it. What was the point of even bringing Brock Lesnar back? I mean, I get for extreme for well, for, Saudi for Arabia, the yeah. Saudi Arabia show, but we should have had him pop up here somewhere. It would have been funny because the Usos and Roman Reigns keep like this weird thing is happening with Paul Heyman, where it's like, is Paul part of the bloodline? Is Paul still a Brock Lesnar guy? Like, I, I we could have still played into something with that, and instead we don't do that. Roman wins. The Usos went against uh, Montez Ford and Dawkins, the Street Profits, because Dawkins was back now. And 
really, that's we didn't have anything. Nothing Brock Lesnar came out of this. No, I mean Bloodline keeps all of their gold. Yes, everybody and... kept all of their gold. Surprise! No title changes at all on yeah, Extreme Rules. So let's we'll move on. We'll go to Becky and Bianca, who uh, we saw on SmackDown, and they had so every. SmackDown show, every Raw show, they have matches beforehand, they have matches after, just for the crowd. Yes. Right, and on this SmackDown, they did have an in-ring promo with Becky and Bianca. Later on in the night, the dark match was Becky versus Bianca, and it was almost the exact same match. Yeah, we were actually, when we were watching Extreme Rules, we were like, are you kidding? Like, we literally just saw this match on Friday. Yeah, like, there were certain, like, wrinkles that it made the Extreme Rules match better. Yes, uh, I agree with that. And especially the ending that we got for Extreme Rules was not the ending that we got in the Dark Match. Oh my god, could match, you imagine if we got this ending at the Dark Match? I would have... Oh, it would have been garbage. But <laughs> Be- Becky freaked. won that Dark Match Yes. on SmackDown. And then on Extreme Rules, Becky and Bianca have another great match. Well, actually, their first great match, because this actually went more than 27 seconds. Mm-hmm. And this was... Becky had the disarmor on Bianca, and Bianca stands up and reverses it into what would have been the KOD. Such a cool reversal. Bianca such a cool move. is such a strong person. It is insane. Like, that lady not only, like, works for what she wants and gets where she wants by putting in all that hard work, she just, like, proves every day she's the strongest lady on the roster. Yeah, lifts Becky up like a baby. Literally, like, and Becky doesn't weigh anything and just lifts her over her head. And then, surprise, Sasha Banks is here. All of a sudden. Disqualification, match ends, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks takes out Bianca, Becky's giving her a weird thumbs up. It's so funny. <laughs> and then Sasha attacks Becky. Like, Becky looks so scared. I'm sure if you follow wrestling at all, you have seen this meme going around of Becky with the thumbs up. It was very weird. Yeah, she is orange lassity in that moment. <laughs> and Sasha just leaves saying, I'll see you guys on Friday. Yeah, which I can't wait for because that hasn't happened. That SmackDown has not happened yet. I'm excited to see Sasha Banks back. Um, I don't know. She has like a little bit of a different look to her. She's still the blueprint, though. Still looks amazing. She looks incredible. She's going to do such great things. And I'm happy. I mean, it's scary because the draft starts on Friday. Yes. But I would love to see Sasha versus Becky because we haven't. We haven't seen that in a really long time, and we haven't seen it as Sasha the Blueprint and Becky Big Time Bex. So, so I'm excited to see this, but it's also two heels, so who knows how that'll go. Well, this is how it goes. All right, let's hear it. You ready? I mean, this has to be Sasha versus Becky versus Bianca. We have to do a triple threat match with the three, mm-hmm. because Bianca never had her match for Sasha at yes. SummerSlam. And then... Bianca can't even finish her match with Becky at Extreme Rules mm-hmm. because of Sasha. We have to just do this as a triple threat, and hopefully they keep all three of these women on the same show. Yeah. Um, that's not a guarantee, obviously. I mean, they are probably still, to at this moment, trying to figure out who's going where. Yeah. Except for, like, the big names. I'm sure, you know, Fox wants certain people. USA probably wants certain people. But the Bianca was going to win this match if not for Sasha's interference, likely. And I want to see more Sasha and Bianca. Yeah. I want to see more Sasha and Becky. I want to see more Bianca and Becky. I want a triple threat match at 
I don't even know what the next pay-per-view is. I'm assuming they're not going to be at Crown Jewel. Just no, it would because... probably be Survivor Series. Yeah, so, I mean, if that's what we have to build to. I mean, unless they want to give us another all-women's pay-per-view like they did the first time they went to Saudi Arabia. And they don't want to. Yeah, they refuse <laughs> to give us another one. I so. bet you they don't want to. But apparently we're getting... Actually, so we're supposed to be getting Queen of the Ring and King of the Ring. Mm -hmm. And then that is supposed to end at Crown Jewel. So we're going to get women on the Crown Jewel card. I do not want any of these three women in that tournament. Yeah, I don't either. They should be doing other things. This this tournament needs to be for, like, the people that haven't gotten, that aren't in the main event. I weirdly want Shayna Baszler to win the, the Queen of the Ring, so that's I mean, where I'm they're at. Building I don't even know if well. she's in it, and that's who I want to win it. I love Shayna. She's had a couple great Raws um, the past couple weeks, but the, the leaders of the Raw women's division, Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair, they have Alexa's Playground on Raw. Uh, Charlotte is the guest. Again, mm -hmm. as if the first time went well. And <laughs> it was fine. It was a great back and forth. These two both can talk. Charlotte's voice really just grates on me because she has the weirdest like inflections of the, some of the words she says. But she ends this by ripping Charlie's head off. And the, the key parts of this back and forth was that Charlotte had the crowd wooing. Mm -hmm. And Alexa was like, that's not even yours. Yep. And then Charlotte comes back and saying, you're not going to talk to me about originality. Yep. And the crowd just Wooed goes... Wooed again. <laughs> no, it wasn't even a woo. It was a ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this is one of the first times since Bray Wyatt has been released that we have not had a we want, a, we want Bray like chant I thought we were gonna get it. during an Alexa promo or an Alexa match. And then Charlotte Flair is the person who brings it back around. And I really, I did think we were going to get it when she said that. And we were all like, like yeah. that's not, oh yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, solid segment between the two. Leads to our match at Extreme Rules, Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair for the Women's Championship. And Charlotte wins. Uh, it was of course, Charlotte wins. I was genuinely disappointed. One of the best matches Alexa's had in a long time. Yeah. She had a uh, great opponent. That's what I'm... So, I've said this before on the podcast. Alexa is great if you give her a strong base. Yes. Because she's a small... You know, she's small in stature, but she's very athletic. So athletic. And she and can tumble, she can flip, she can do all and this they stuff, only but she give just her needs the flips, a base. They only give her the flippies when she's like a heel. Which is weird because Charlotte's the heel. Yeah, this yeah, this was But they let her do it and I think it's because she had such a strong base to catch her and and well, build with it. Alexa's also so over I with know. the crowd. I know. It just doesn't matter where she is, the crowd loves her. Yeah. And we're an Alexa household, so I get it. Of course. Uh Charlotte's gonna end up getting this win, Ovs. Yeah. And she's gonna end up completely destroying Lily. It was like actually sad crazy sad and then tears her apart like throws her one arm into the crowd the stuffing is everywhere she leaves alexa is she had been thrown behind the announce table by charlotte and then she comes back up and she's like crying she's trying to put lily back together it was very just sad oh my god she was screaming and crying and she's crawling screaming. and it was it was very very sad and apparently she was supposed to probably be foaming at the mouth for this yeah um she so clearly had an Alka-Seltzer tab or some kind of fizzy tab. Yeah, something that was mouth. supposed to make her foam. And it just wasn't working. Uh-uh. So it looked like she was just crying and drooling everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, great match. 
Um, and we did not get Alexa on Raw the next night. Mm-mm. Allegedly, she's taking some time off. We know she's getting married soon. Um, I don't know where we go now with her character. Half of me wants her to come back and just be completely normal. And we yeah, don't even acknowledge the like the Lily days. Remember when Bray did that? That's what I'm saying. Like, like when be, Bray came back after hiatus and he came back to like the fun house, he was kind of like this normal character. Yeah, like either we're going to get a more demonic, crazier version of Alexa or we're going to get like Five Feet of Fury back. Yeah, which either way I'm here for because I love her. Give me back Little Miss Bliss and just, she. I mean, the crowd loves her. And I was, we were, that was the one person of anybody on the WWE roster where we were concerned mm-hmm. when they brought the fans back. What are they going to do? How are they going to react to Alexa? And they fucking love Alexa. She's one of the top merch sellers on WWE Shop. And I I would have just put the title on her here. Well, just because kn- we love to rack Charlotte's numbers up anyway. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Like, during this, when Charlotte was destroying Lily, and then when um, when Alexa came out from behind the, the table and she was crying and trying to put Lily back together, everybody was chanting, Thank you, Lily. Like, there were thank you, Lily chants. Like, it was beautiful. Alexa posts this heart at, like, the end of the night. Everybody thinks it's because Lily's dead and, like, everybody's saying thank you, Lily. And then come to find out Alexa's taking this hiatus. How is that going to play into the draft, though? Like, she's still going to get drafted on either Friday or Monday. But is she, But she's not going to be around. Is she not going to get drafted? Like, do we need to like, quote-unquote, forget about Alexa for a little bit before she comes yeah. back. So, so, like, is she going to be drafted? I would assume the way we do this, I don't know how the draft is set up because they change it, like, every time. Yes. But it's always, like, Raw will get three picks, SmackDown gets two picks because it's a longer show. Yeah. I think this is one of those moments where in those three picks for Raw, they just say, like, all right, we're going to pick Charlotte, and then Alexa's that middle one, and then they pick, you know, the third person. Like, they pick Alexa, but she doesn't come out. Yeah. We just acknowledge the fact that she's chosen, she's on a roster, and then we forget about her yeah, for the Yeah, because I know they'll months. do that with, like, Bailey. Like, and Bailey's out with an injury. I but would not be surprised if we don't pick Bailey. You don't think Bailey's going to be drafted at all? I think we're at a perfect time with Bailey. Where we're, where like, we're forgot- we she's forgotten. We have forgotten okay. about Bailey. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather... And, it- and then she can just, like, she'll be drafted, but behind the scenes. So then, like, she'll pop up... When she's recovered from her injury. Like, she would do a great Heath Slater where they never drafted Heath Slater. Yes, I forgot all about that. Have them, have them forget to draft Bailey. Yes. And then have her go on Twitter tirades and have her do promos about, like, how dare you not draft me? I was the MVP of the pandemic era. Yes, do this is that genius. Bailey. Bailey needs to stay kind of forgotten about. Be bitter yes. about how you were forgotten about. Because um, Heel Bailey is the best. And also, I would probably just put her on Raw. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because, I mean, SmackDown had the problem of they don't have enough women. Now they have almost too many. They yeah, can't even real. use them all. Um, Raw had Charlotte defend her championship in an open challenge. Yeah. And I kind of thought for a second that maybe we were getting, like, a call-up. Possibly. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, somebody random, too. Like, either that or somebody from SmackDown or something. Like, I did not expect it to be Dewdrop. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, the dark matches we saw before SmackDown had Dakota Kai, mm-hmm. Zia Lee, Aaliyah, and who am I missing? Oh, uh, God. Who was that fourth person? It was Aaliyah, Zia Lee, Dakota Kai, and somebody else. 
a fourth woman to be named later. And I thought for sure that it would be one of those women that came out to face Charlotte um, because we did get one of the guys that was on a dark match, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, back on Raw. But instead, we have Dewdrop go backstage and talk to Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville mm-hmm. and say she wants the championship match. They're like, okay, cool. Yeah, Because that's, that's how this works. That's how open challenges work, apparently. And Dewdrop versus Charlotte. Charlotte wins. Obvs. Yep. Because Eva Marie came out as a distraction. Mm-hmm. And quite the distraction she is. Yes, yeah, she is. And Eva gets on the mic. She says that she should have been the person that got to answer this open challenge. And then Shayna comes out, and Shayna murders Eva Marie. Yeah, and Shayna did this last week on Raw, too. She beat the shit out of Nia the exact same way with this whole stomping the arm, bending the arm a certain way, stomping it. And both Nia and Eva had this annoying scream cry that happened afterwards. But the only difference between these two was everybody was cheering when this happened last week on Raw for Nia. They were like, get her out of here. Everybody was cheering again when this happened for against Eva on Raw, but the only little difference was everybody was also chanting one more time. They wanted Shayna to just completely destroy Eva Marie. And I'm here. I love Shayna Baszler. I love her. So, like, I was here for it. I hate Eva Marie. This is hilarious to me. Just keep destroying her. Get her out of here. Even Charlotte was annoyed with Eva. <laughs> Everybody was annoyed with Eva during this. So with, yeah, Shayna got cheers last week when she did this to Nia. Yes. She got cheers when she did this to Eva Marie. Yes. This is not the reaction. I can guarantee you that's not the reaction that WWE thinks that Shayna would have gotten for yeah, these I actions. Yeah, I think they wanted, they wanted everybody to boo Shayna, but they're but doing it. But the best it, part is it's so good. it worked out perfectly because... The crowd was chanting one more time, mm-hmm. and then Shayna left, yes. and the crowd started booing because she wouldn't continue. because she wouldn't continue. Mm-hmm. So it's going to work perfectly in like the video packages they do. It's going to make it seem like the crowd is booing Shayna for mm-hmm. doing this to Eva Marie for doing this to Nia Jax. They were booing her because they wanted her to continue to continue <laughs> to hurt Eva Marie. Love it. I love everything about it. And yeah, I mean, they're finally posi- they're. I mean, we're back to positioning Shayna as like this killer character. Yes. I don't know what they do with it because they've obviously squandered that before. Uh, but with I mean, the draft might, coming up, we have so many opportunities exactly. that she they might, are going to ruin and also do well with. So hopefully, yeah, she could be a person where a change of scenery might do her better. Yeah, she might be better off going to SmackDown. We also had some Jeff Hardy sightings, it's which about is damn nice time because Jeff Hardy is over every night of the week wherever they go. The I crowds think love Jeff Hardy. That the- this is the one time that the WWE actually, like, genuinely listened to the universe, like, the WWE universe, the audience, because everybody threw such a legitimate hissy fit when Jeff Hardy popped up in that 24-7 championship, like, spotlight. It was trash. It was trash. It was trash. We all reacted as such, and ever since then, he's been kind of, like, more in a spotlight. Like, last week on Raw... He had a match against Sheamus, and if he won, then he was going to be added into Sheamus versus Damian Priest. And Priest is on commentary for this match, and Jeff Hardy wins. And everybody gets so excited because now Jeff Hardy is going to be in this match at Extreme Rules. And it's great. We're excited for that. And that's what we get, this triple threat. Again, not a real Extreme Rules match because we only had the one. But Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus versus Damian Priest, it was good. 
Yeah, and if the crowd had their way, Jeff Hardy would have won this match. Yeah. Uh, Jeff was clearly the over babyface in this match. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work out for him. Damian Priest remains your United States champion. And with, like, a roll-up on Sheamus. Yeah, it wasn't great. And Again, like, a good match with not a great finish. That's something that the WWE is notorious for. And then a much better match on Raw. We had Damian Priest versus Sheamus. Extreme rules. Surprise. And this match actually had kendo sticks. This match had tables. This match had one of the nastiest falls I've seen in a while when Sheamus has gone for, like, the white noise on the outside through a table. That table did nothing to break these guys' fall. Yeah. And they just end up flat-backed on the outside. But Damian Priest wins again. So two matches for Damian Priest and two nights, two victories. Not a bad weekend for work. No, and I like that they're building him up because I know we said this before, like, somebody backstage must really like him because we built we were building him up before and... Then, it, you know, he hurt the Miz, <laughs> and he kind of lost that spot spotlight for a minute. But now he's back. And, I mean, Sheamus might have a broken nose again. Who really knows with that? But Damian Priest is here. I like this. Uh, we had some other – that really ends extreme rules for the most part. We had some other things that happened on SmackDown, some other things that happened on Raw that didn't have matches on extreme rules. And we said this before, we were there for SmackDown this past week. It was great being part of that live audience again. It was definitely something that I missed, uh, especially being part of the Philly crowd. We go hard for our wrestlers, and it was amazing. Like we said earlier, we did see dark matches. We got to see Austin Theory come out live. That was the first Very thing happy. we saw. Uh, we did... We. I did not write down the women that were in that first match because I will be completely honest with you guys. I was getting popcorn when that dark match was started. I don't know. I remember Dakota Kai came out, and that's the only person I remember. So, yeah, it was Dakota Kai and Casey Catanzaro mm -hmm. versus Zia Lee and Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Mm -hmm. I assume that means that these four women will probably be drafted or brought up. Uh, we also had Shane Thorne, formerly... Of retribution as one of the weird characters in there he's now like a crocodile dundee kind of character yes. he got a win over austin theory which i hated oh my god and we were so blown away because here we are all cheering for austin theory and then when austin no, the crowd theory was, lost the crowd booed austin theory there yes, in this match. and we were blown away by this like we Furious. were so excited for austin theory and then he loses and everybody's cheering and we're sitting there dumbfounded like what it also philly cheered for roman a lot and yeah, i was, was i surprising. was shook yeah. i had no idea how to handle that because i was in that philly crowd when we booed the rock for cheering for roman and i was shocked by the fact that we cheered for roman over finn here but that's nor here nor there we also got to see keith lee yeah some poor sap uh, some, some poor soul uh <laughs> some local guy got to face bearcat keith lee as he's known now and it was like two minutes keith lee gets the win he was also on Raw, um, doing the same thing, just squashing somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Tazawa. Yes. And Keith Lee is positioned well uh, for this draft because he looks great. Mm -hmm. He looks, like, angrier than he was when he first yeah. debuted. He's got his dope music back, which is great. He has a weird new nickname, so that means they're going to do something with him. They and always give like, the weird nicknames to somebody they want to do something with. Yeah, and... I'm not against the Bearcat name. It gives him some kind of, like, whatever. No, I just Vince wish we loves had, to give somebody, yes. like, something new. I just wish we had, like, a backstory on that. Because all of a sudden they Hopefully. were like, oh, now it's Bearcat. And we're like, yeah. all right, now it's Bearcat. 
they do have to explain that at some point. Yeah. Uh, but we also had on SmackDown uh, Carmella versus Liv Morgan. I'm sorry, that was the pre-show on Extreme Rules. We had Zelina Vega and Liv Morgan on SmackDown. Yes. Zelina Vega won that match. Mm-hmm. Her first match, her first win in forever. And then Liv Morgan beats Carmella in less than 10 minutes on the Extreme Rules pre-show. Um, and, I mean, yeah, that was pretty much all the important things that happened um, on Extreme Rules, on SmackDown, on Raw. We had Shinsuke retaining the title. We got to see Pat McAfee live, and honestly, it was better than I could have ever imagined. Yeah, Pat McAfee came out to enter Sandman. So good. Um, for the Philly crowd chanting ECW. And, yeah, the guy He came just, out with a kendo stick. With a kendo stick with, like, a fake cigarette in his mouth, and it, he just did a full-blown Sandman cosplay. It was great. And, yeah, I mean... The first Happy Corbin happened... Yeah, we had we saw happy, happy talk. We had happy Corbin. We had uh, Reggie matches. Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo are a tag team now. There's a lot of just random stuff going on. Yes. Um, these last couple weeks, and it's all just in anticipation of this draft. And we have talked about for a while now. That a lot of these matchups have been stale. We need some new things going on, and that's what this hopefully will do. And we thought that. Drew would probably go over to SmackDown, yeah, but now, but it, now it looks like, like maybe Bobby. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. This is going to be very interesting. Who they decide to put where? I've heard that there's going to be a lot of NXT call-ups, I, which we would assume. I would like that too. And yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what they actually decide to do and what mm -hmm. the matchups coming out of this draft will be. Yeah, because hopefully, I mean. Hopefully they don't mess this up, and it, it could go either way with their track record, but also with their track record, anytime that we've had a draft or a superstar shakeup or whatever it was called in the past, good things have come out of it. So we can only hope for the best out of this again, and we will be back next week on Monday with more information about the AEW shows. Again, if you want to hear anything from... AEW last week with the two-parter Grand Slam. We do have an episode up for that. It was episode 33. Next week, we'll go back over NXT, AEW, and then we'll get into the first night of the draft. And I'm very excited for it. I know you're very excited for it. And hopefully, we see some new faces in the draft. Yeah, it's about time. It's a long time coming, but it's going to be the shakeup that we needed. Yeah, for sure. So follow us everywhere at HeBookSheBook, and make sure to subscribe and catch us every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.